Welcome to the Best Ever You Show with your host, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, helping you live your life to the fullest. How? Real people, including celebrities, real advice, real places, products, and businesses, real life stories. It's all right here for you with this radio show, printed magazine, websites, community, and more. Remember to visit us online, too, at besteveryou.com. And now here's your host, CEO and founder of the Best Ever You Network, Elizabeth Hamilton Garino. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the Best Ever You show today. We have another radio talk show host. <laughs> We're going podcast to podcast this morning with Marsha Witeka. Um, she is the host of the Born to Talk radio show slash podcast. And um, I just absolutely love her. Um, I met her this year. She is probably one of the most um, incredible champions of other people, other women, other endeavors, our projects, our books, our everything. And it, I can't even begin to probably, I probably don't have enough time on the show to explain how grateful I am for her because You know how that feeling when you put something out the door and you're like, boy, I wish somebody would just hold that up and love it like we do? That's Marsha. So, Marsha, all the way from California to Maine, hi. Well, what a wonderful introduction. Yes, podcast to podcast. And we are really across the country from one another. And while you said how grateful you are for me, trust me, it is mutual. I am incredibly grateful for the connections of being part of your community. It's been a blessing, truly, Elizabeth. Thank you so much for having me today. Oh, uh, you know, you're just a wonderful um light in our community you know we've got the community we have a conversations group on facebook and and um it's just been so wonderful to have you in there and i know um my co-everything chris fuller just absolutely adores you as well and you know one of the things about community that i i love what you say um to the point you know how when people say something you're like oh i wish i would have thought of that this is that Marsha's formula is easy (laughs) i love this conversations (laughs) plus connections equal Community, what's your story? Making the world a better place, one story at a time. That's that's what you talk about on your Born to Talk radio show. Um, what what was it that sort of um, made you think of that, or you know where where did you think of that, or when did you think of that? Are you speaking? How did I come up with that silly name, Born to Talk? Yeah, it's a, it's well, a great. Yeah, maybe that, but also like the conversations plus connections equal community. Like, what was the moment where you're like, oh, I've got it. Here's the formula for that. Well, you know, that's a great question. I think it probably really started with what what is the brand, which is born to talk, and then with born to talk, what does that mean? How does that translate? And those three C's just seem to fit so perfectly because it's really at the core of where I am with conversations, with connections, with community. And I really identify that in a way that says, well, what does community mean to you? To me, it has multiple meanings. I live in a community of Westchester, a small little gem inside the big city of Los Angeles. I've lived in this community just about my entire life. But community also could mean the community of my 
my my groups I belong to, my community of my Rotarians, my community of my chamber, my community of lots of different things that I'm involved in. And so community means a lot to me. And then when you when you add what's your story, that's where the curiosity comes in. Because I must tell you, I've always been born to talk. I got in trouble for it in school. I was always grounded for talking. I enjoy really? a conversation, and I, I've never met a stranger. Be, be mindful if you're standing behind me in line. I'm going to ask you about your tomatoes. Yes, I was born to talk. That's so cute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, you know, and, and what do you think about, like, um, what do you think about people who listen? Talk about you know I'm sorry, questions that you're unprepared for today because, um, you know, I've been thinking a lot about listening lately, probably for the past maybe year and a half, been thinking really deeply about listening because I noticed I wasn't a, a – I just kind of had people say, well, you're not a great listener. <laughs> Me, I'm not Elizabeth, a great listener I can sometimes. relate to that. I can relate to that. And, you know, I think we are all a work in progress. Mindfulness is certainly important to me, and listening is absolutely one of those target words for me as well, because what am I doing? Am I really listening to you, or am I already preparing the next thing I'm going to say to you? And by doing that, did I really hear what you had to say? And I think that that's, that's, that we're all, if you want to evolve, and I do, then those are things that you need to consider. And I think I'm a good listener, but I think that I enjoy talking every bit as much. So there's kind of a, a, a combination there, right? Well, I think you have both. I, I have noticed, I've, I've sort of marveled at your abilities, actually, to, both, to do both. And I've been sort of taking some cues from you because I, I think you are a very good, if you weren't listening so carefully, it would be really hard, for example, to hold up our journal and embrace it like you did and talk about it like you did. So uh, that was a really, that was a cool moment for me when I, I'm like, oh, okay, that's good listening right there. Good talking well, and you. listening. And, well, it's, it's interesting that you brought up the journal. As I'm sitting here in my office looking at Percolate, which is just a great book, the journal is sitting behind me. That's, those are thought-provoking. You provide an opportunity in what you do to have thought-provoking conversations with yourself because it's great to have that conversation with others because I certainly love that. But I think it's equally important to have that conversation with ourselves. And I find that some of my best conversations with myself have to be spoken out loud. I have to hear it. It's not good enough to think it. Oh, that's a really good point too. Yeah, um, yeah. There's a couple books, a couple books, and people out there who kind of have been been doing, um, you know, questioning and thinking and writing and talking about it, and you know, sort of like a self introspection. I think you had Jenny Lee on your show. Um, oh, that was fabulous. Also, you know, with her new book, Spark Change. I was just talking to her yesterday. Um, I really like her books as well. I I think she, she's got a couple different books, and I'm pretty much a big fan of hers. I I I think whenever you speak to a yogi, there's just something <laughs> about yogis, and I don't mean the bear. And um, <laughs> today is Tuesday, right? Yeah, <laughs> not, not Yogi the Bear, uh, Boo Boo. But today is Tuesday, 
And I know that we both live in a very productive lifestyle. I had a millennial tell me once, I said, oh, I'm just so busy. And this, this woman was around, I don't know, 22. She was a guest on my show and I was in the studio. And she said, Marsha, I just don't use that word, busy. No, no, that's, that isn't a positive sound. I use the word productive. And I thought, oh, I wonder if I could use that word. Boy, am I ever productive today. I, I think about that. And so for, for that reason of being so productive, as we both are, there needs to be some time for self-care. I don't think those of us that live such a productive life always take that time. And Tuesday, I try to at least spend that hour and a half just for me doing my Zoom yoga class. I used to work at the YMCA when my kids were off to college, and there was a woman. I, I knew my members very well. I was the membership director, so I knew my members. And she was a member, she and her husband, and she went on to get a yoga therapist license and started teaching yoga here in the community. And, of course, when everything closed down, that had to change completely. And so now you just set your laptop or iPad up so she can see you and you can see her and lay out your mat and take an hour to just – Take a breath. I I tend to have my shoulders up near my ears, and it's really nice when I bring them down where they belong. And yoga helps me do that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, I um I agree that self care. We you and I talk about that uh, here and there. You're like, are you taking care of yourself? I'm like, yes. I ha- I I happen to be the world's best sleeper. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> like I could yes. sleep any any moment, any time, and just sleep. And so I I recharge um, a little bit differently than than many maybe. That's really interesting. So when you say you're a really good sleeper, does that mean you might take a nap during the middle of the day? Sometimes, sure. Yeah, if I feel okay. like I need it or whatever. I'm I'm a I just am an excellent sleeper. I hope that never changes because I I see so many people with so much frustration with sleep. I know. And it's I think, true. Do you have a routine? Like, do you have this, like, like when we were children and this was your bedtime and you had to go to bed? Do you have a routine no. where you know that you need seven hours of sleep and so you better get it started? Um, I know. I know that I I'll sleep with the TV off. You know, things dark. Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. But no. Um, yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about sleep because I think people. Um, it, where that went was because you were talking about productive and busy and things like that, mm-hmm. and I think um, I think productive is a really positive spin on the word busy or constantly doing. But mm-hmm. I think that in order to be productive or be busy, you need to have fuel in your tank to do so. And if your fuel tank is running low, you you start to question, okay, why? And a lot of people point back to bad sleeping. And so I've been thinking about not only listening, because that is a way to recharge, but I've been thinking about sleep. And um, I, just, I don't know, just random conversation. That's a good conversation yes. to have on a, on a show like this. Um, I agree. Because we're both busy, and it's a, it's a way to recharge. So I was wondering, um, you know, aside from yoga and, and, and things like that, what do you do to recharge? Oh, I love too. this question. Thank you for asking this question because that's really important. That is the fuel. And and what happens for me personally, and I like to say it in this way, I like to take my camera 
for a walk. And while I live in a dense community, there is an area that's not far from my home where there are man-made ponds and that those ponds, besides having these beautiful water lilies, uh, bring out the ducks and the herons and the, and the turtles and the frogs. And I've never met anybody in nature that I don't like. So my camera is almost always around my neck. And people say, oh, do you use your phone? No, because I like to Zoom. And Zoom, my goodness, does Zoom ever mean a different word today? I tell people, you know, I was Zooming before Zoom was popular, but I was using my camera. I wasn't doing the Brady Bunch with the, with the, the right. box, a box, a box, a box, a box in, in Zoom, which I must say I do love. I have embraced Zoom. It is my way of being connected to my family that don't live nearby. But back to your question, I I really love being out amongst nature. So that recharges me. But honestly, I could just be walking around the block, see somebody walking a dog, and say, oh, that's a doodle, isn't it? Why, yes, it is. <laughs> What's your dog's name? Uh, Whisper. I have no idea what your name is, sir, but I remember Whisper because I now am connected to Whisper the Doodle. Where do you live? And then it starts this whole conversation. So that also truly fuels my tank, just in conversation with people I've never met because I believe that we should all be connecting to people in a positive way. There's too much negativity out there, and I... I I love the positivity of just speaking to my neighbors or strangers. Yeah, a smile or a conversation can just completely change somebody's day and direction and and so forth. I love that you just said that because we we um our our doggy of 14 years passed away and she was a doodle, but um, people could never remember us, but they could remember Tessa. And I do that around the corner with Fergus. I cannot for the life of me remember their names, but boy, I know Fergus. That's <laughs> super funny. Um, That's but, so yeah. funny. You know, it's funny, uh, Elizabeth. If, if if I was, if life was different, which it, it isn't, that we're, we're living under a, a circumstances now that none of us would have anticipated. You live in a part of the country that I adore. We do not have fall foliage the way you have it in Maine. I've been to um, Acadia National Park. I have visited all of New England. And talk about a camera opportunity. That there's, you can't describe what that, I, even the mushrooms that grow on sides of the trees, everything about New England in the fall is just heaven. And when you post pictures of, of what you're doing or where you've been or what it looks like, I I just go, oh, I can smell that. It's kind of wet, but I can smell it. I I miss the opportunity to travel. And I've not only traveled in the States, but there's a picture that's on Blog Talk Radio right now while you and I are speaking of a group of people that I'm sitting with. And what's interesting about this picture, uh, and it's kind of a brand to who I am, is people know me because I wear chucks. And I've been wearing chucks for a very long time. And they'll say, well, how many pairs of chucks do you have? And it's like, uh, well, more than 30. <laughs> you wait. No, wait. Did you just say you have more than 30? Uh, yes. 
but Chuck's can start a whole conversation when I'm standing in line somewhere. So I'm in I'm in South Africa. I'm at this fabulous place in Cape Town called the Gold Restaurant with these LMU students. We are we're we're in our Chucks, and one of the performers. Oh my God, what is he wearing? Chucks. It's like okay, so see. We can connect with anybody around the world. Sometimes it's over what you wear on your feet. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and and we moved here from California. Um, so I I know um, your sunshine during our winter <laughs> and yeah, being envious of, of the warmer stuff. So, um, it you know, I, I miss being able to travel right now, too. Um, we had made two mm. two trips to California before the maybe probably actually even during the pandemic. We we just didn't know it existed yet like it does. Um, back in January, February, and March, we were still right. moving around the country and didn't have a clue. So um, mm-hmm. we had, you know, not as big of a clue as we have now. But, um, right. yeah, it would be so nice to just to just meet, wouldn't it, and, and oh, hang out yes. and, and be able to move around. Yes. So I, I understand Get a lobster roll. And Come on. I can't. How about a I lobster roll? We don't. <laughs> We don't even know what lobster rolls are here on the West Coast, with or without mayo, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Lobster roll is like a hot dog bun, uh, mayo, and lobster, and a lot of it. Mm -hmm. And it's um, Mm -hmm. – I'm allergic to lobster myself, but uh, when my parents used to come here – they we would take them to the lobster shack on Cape Elizabeth and do the whole lobster mm-hmm. thing and it was just fun. But um, yes. so that's where we will go when you visit and this all clears. There you go um, to the lobster shack in Cape e we go. Um, there we go. But okay, so let's uh, let's go talk about like pivotal moments um, in your world um, because okay, so you've been where you where you are for a long time, but you have had, uh, you had a major change in your life. And I would love for you to talk about how um, your world changed in like a heartbeat and what you did about that. Well, thank thank you for, how are you where you are now? (laughs) Well, thank you for that question. And, you know, pivot is a word now that I find that I'm using on a regular basis because I'm a sports fan. Pivot used to just mean what you did when the guy had the ball, and now he's pivoting and he's going to pass it over to the guy over there. That was a pivot in basketball. But a pivotal moment in my life did happen, and the irony is, you know, you hear, oh, something happened in a heartbeat. In this case, it actually was a heartbeat. My husband um, of 38 years and I, his name is Butch, we had driven to the Staples Center, which is a, a big sporting venue here in Los Angeles, because we were going to watch day two of the Pac-10 basketball tournament. We went out for breakfast. We drove over to the stadium. He sat down. I started talking. Oh, was a big surprise. We're all wearing University of Arizona clothes, because that's where my son works. And he died. <laughs> um, he was slumped over. And people are yelling, call 911. And he was effectively dying right before my eyes. Totally unexpected. And this was a big man. He was 6'3, 250 pounds. It took six people to lift him, put him on a stretcher, get him to the ambulance, 
and he did not survive. Now, I suppose where you would see the good news, good news, bad news, because there's always one of those that that you can apply to things. He truly did not suffer. My husband was an electrical engineer. He had a wonderful career. He was retired. And the coroner described sudden cardiac arrest as like a dimmer switch. He said, Marsha, think of it this way. In his brain, he had a dimmer switch, and it just dimmed out his body until he was no longer alive. And I thought, how ironic, the engineer with the dimmer switch. So what are you going to do? I mean, what are you going to do? If you anybody that knew Butch would know he lived by a very simple way of life, and engineers are very much like this, and it was, it is what it is, adapt. And I would say, yeah, but he said, nope, nope, it's not yeah, but it's adapt. And I was really faced with adapting, so I did. What was my option? I mean, I, I, I didn't have a choice in this. And so that's what happened. And then what? I mean, what do you do when something so dramatic like that happens, Elizabeth? Because in my family, Butch was the rock, and I was the mouthpiece. And that worked out very well for my children because they would go to whoever they needed for whatever the need, whatever the need <laughs> yeah, was. You need, a, you need a rock or do yeah. you need somebody that's going to talk it to death? You know. And so I had to pick up. I did not want to dive under the bed. I had to live I my life. Did, I wasn't. Did you at all? I mean, I, first of all, I'm I'm so sorry that that happened, and um, and that was in two was that 2009, is that right? Okay. So yes, that's um, yeah, I I didn't know you back then. I know you now, um, mm-hmm. but I imagine back then uh, there were there had to be a couple of years where you were just like, oh my goodness, I can't believe this happened, and and that's you, the moment I want to, if you can talk about sure. because somebody else is probably going through this something similar something whatever some type of pivot and you're talking about that a moment where you really do have a choice of what to do and you chose to adapt but did you have moments where you were like what do I do you know this may sound really like are you kidding but the reality is no because something else dramatically happened at at, right when Butch died, a day after he was um, buried, my brother, I have a younger brother, a couple years younger than me, called me crying. And I said, what's wrong? And he he had just come home from the hospital with his wife. She had just been diagnosed with stage 4 colon cancer. And oh. we're talking about siblings, one that's husband drops dead, one that's wife is has a very serious condition. And what happened was it was another pivot. And I knew that they needed me. And by them needing me, I also needed them. And I became Jan's chemosabi. I took her to all of her chemos. She couldn't be more different than me, but she appreciated my energy going to her chemo with her, talking to her, talking to the people that were around her, and supporting her. And that gave me a reason to recognize I can help. I'm, I'm I'm a doer. What can I do to help? And I, I stayed by her until her passing. 
and she is literally buried one space over from where Butch is buried in the same cemetery that Larry and my our parents are, our aunts, our uncles and cousins, both of our our sibling, both of our spouses, non-Jewish, I might add, in a Jewish cemetery because I'm Jewish, so my family is all over there. They they are buried just one plot away from each other. So that gave me somewhat of a sense of a purpose, but also I must say, I have an identity. I had an identity while Butch was alive. I still had that identity when he passed. And I held on to that identity, and I reached out to my friends and my community. And I would say to anyone that's out there, you need to have your own identity so that if something so dramatic happens, you aren't going, oh, well, this is great. I guess I died too. No. Yeah. Life is for the living. Who are you? What do you want to do? You have choices. Make them the best way you can. If that means you need to get into therapy, if that means you need to do whatever it is you need to do for your own self-care, do it because you will become out a winner. That is good to hear. I I hope people play that back and listen to that again because it's it, it's inspiring. I I don't believe you can I I really don't believe you can truly motivate people. I think motivation comes within, but I really do think that you can inspire people and um that's inspiring. Um Thank we're you. Co- we're coming off of uh the day after my own father passed away um yesterday 2 years ago. And I saw um, that yeah, th- thank you. I, I know I know you did, and and it's um, mm-hmm. it's it's just um, what do you do? What you know on the on the day that Butch passed every year? What did, what is your practice? That's a really it's, it's something interesting that's come up. People are asking, yeah. what do I do? And um, with you know, ahead. it's funny. I think I honor him on a regular basis. There are memories that just will pop up. It's really funny. When he passed, and this is sort of humorous, um, my daughter's name is Julie. My son's name is David. And Julie goes, oh, my God, Mom's going to starve. And it's like, uh, probably, because I stopped cooking. When those when my kids went off to college, the Food Network was just coming into to being, and even though Butch was an engineer, he had this creative side. And trust me, he started cooking. And I just don't mean like what I did, which was taco, spaghetti, and anything with a hamburger in it. He was making delicious food that had variety. And all I needed to do was show up. He was still working. I, I was retired. And he would still stop and pick up the fresh mushrooms. So food Food constantly is a reminder. Smells are are a reminder. His picture is in my office. His picture is in my bedroom. And interestingly enough and unfortunately enough, he passed one day after Julie's birthday. And so there's sort of a sadness thing that's connected around her birthday and his passing. But I just let his joy come in. And whether it's on March the 12th or it's September the 13th or it's October the 20th, he's always here. I can hear him. I can smell him. Yeah. I know I know he's there. 
And, and that doesn't mean that I can't move on with my life because, trust me, he would say to me, you need to move on. You, you do know that, Marcia. You cannot live in the past. You can live for today and you can live to, for tomorrow. But you can remember the past. But don't live there. Yeah. No, uh, I, I completely agree. My, uh, both of my husband's parents um, have passed. And um, so he'll, he, he will um, – I didn't have much experience with um, people passing away. Um, at all, and so it was really uncomfortable for me to know what to say, what to do, and so forth. And then when one of your own parents passes away, you go through it and you kind of understand, oh, I really understand you way better um, and how you were thinking, feeling, reacting, responding, or, or remembering or whatever. But my husband has always said, you know, I keep them alive by talking about them. Mm-hmm. and um, sharing stories and, and things like that. And that really makes sense to me now, um, quite a bit, actually. And then the other thing that we do is we plant something every year in their honor, whether it's a tree, a shrub, a flower, a bush, a whatever it is, we we plant something. And so, That's um, a great idea. Yeah, we have we, – we, so we have lots of things planted. We have a big tree out front that we say is his mom's. Um, and then this past year, the, the only thing is, you know, um, we're, you know I, I don't want to be planting more and more. You know, it's kind of like, oh, my goodness. So now what we've been doing is um, we've been planting one thing for everybody. And we'll oh. put, a, like, a plaque by it or whatever. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's good, bad, or otherwise, but that's kind of what we do. Um, but I love the fact that he says you keep them alive by talking about them. I mm-hmm. think that's pretty cool. It, you know, it's it's funny. Um, I, I, you made me just think of something. I, as you know, because we follow each other all over on social media. I, I'm I'm really into the birds, and there's this bird mm. that kept coming into our yard, and but we didn't identify. We didn't know what it was called. I know now it was a it was a black hooded Phoebe, but I recognize that that Phoebe truly is representative of Butch. When we went to the cemetery, it was sitting in a tree, and I thought, oh, there he is. When Julie was going to buy her first house, there was Phoebe sitting in a tree, and it's this representative. And so when I see that bird. I I know I sense that's his energy just popping in, checking in on you, Marcia. You're looking good. Mm-hmm. Yard looks nice. You're looking fine. And so I I I relate to that. So while we don't plant things, um, I, he he visits in in that way, and and it's interesting how he'll just show up, and it's the universe, and I believe the universe absolutely speaks to us if we if our ears are open, talking about listening. Yeah, we have- Listening, yeah, yeah, we have we have some of those similar experiences too. It's like, oh, that's an odd thing, or or whatever, and and mm-hmm. the same thing will happen over and over, or an animal or a or a bird or whatever. Yeah, I I I hear you completely. Um, so what? Yes. So we we're gonna wind down here because we we're over right. the thirty minute mark and so forth. But what I what I want to ask you before we go is, was there anything special that you wanted to talk about? today that we that we haven't talked about. I know we could go on and on and on for four hours, 
um, but being respectful respectful of of people and and their time. Um, do you have do you have maybe something you want to share? One more thing before we go. Well, I Part guess I would just share. <laughs> there you go. I would just share this. You know, when I say um, about my tagline and about you know making the world a better place one story at a time, I would just like like you to to be able to influence others to live their best ever you. And I'm all over social media, and trust me, I, you're I'm probably would be would have been a young mother, but really you could have been my daughter based on my age. And I'm constantly learning the new technology. And I, I'm so loving something that I've just added besides my brand, which is Born to Talk, and how people can find me all over the place. I mean, truly, I'm, I'm everywhere. The only personal page that has my maiden name is my Facebook page. And my maiden name was Berger, B-E-R-G-H-E-R. It's an interesting way of spelling Berger. So that's how people can be a Facebook friend with of mine. But I guess I just think that I'm in, trying to enjoy life the best that I can. So I've added this whole new dimension. Now not only do I have my Born to Talk Instagram, now I have my Born to Squawk Instagram. And that's where I've taken my love of photography and just blasted it out there. Elizabeth, I've blasted it out there. And this is week number 24 of doing this every single day where I will go to Born to Squawk and post pictures of those things that I've come to love and appreciate. So if you want to follow me, I, I, I welcome you to follow the leader. I will be happy to have you join my merry band. And I just want to thank you because you also host a show and you have had an enormous impact in my life. You mentioned Chris. You mentioned Jenny. What about Deb? I've had people yeah. that have connected to me specifically because of you, and, I am, and I'm going to be part of your thought leader community. So, gosh, what more could a girl ask for? <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> you, I love your compliments, and I'm I'm so grateful for you. Um, I, I'm going to keep. I'm going to tr- flip this back though, and accept that, and say thank you. But I'm going to flip it back to you, um, and talk more about you for just a couple more minutes. Because yeah, Deb Landry right. is amazing too. Her book Independence is is incredible, and her stories. And she lives right here in Maine, and is such a wonderful soul. And she's joining us on the Thought Leaders as well. Um, for 2021, and I'm grateful for you to, for being a thought leader. And I love Born to Squawk. Oh my goodness gracious! Um, so <laughs> is it just is it Born to Squawk on Instagram? Oh, yes, adorable. Born to Squawk, like the bird that squawks. Perfect. Yep. And, but it's funny um, about you, Deb because she's going to be on my show on November the second, and I have been be on a busy her lady. show. Because she's going to yes, be on my is. show too, no. and I was just on hers. So we're all going round and round as pals. Um, she's not going to be busy. What is she going to be? Productive. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> she is going to be productive. I love it. Um, before we go, I want yes. to. I had an idea for you too, as you were as you were chatting. Oh, I keep thinking about talking to you about Redbubble. When we get done, or sometime in the next week, or something, go to Redbubble.com because you can upload pictures and people can purchase your photography. People might really like really? To do that with your stuff. Yes, 
You just what upload your picture. Gift. You maintain the rights, and you can, you know, you can make mouse pads, paintings, whatever you want. It's really cool. Thank you. There's an idea. Oh, yeah. Great. I hope that works out. And there's <laughs> different sites that do that, but I happen to be on Redbubble. Um, only oh, only one of my pictures sells. It's the one of the cows. <laughs> People love that picture of the cows. I have no idea why, but it's the or oh. I call them Oreo cows. Um, and I love being on Redbubble, and they pres- preserve your rights so people can't copy your picture. Um, Great. And things like that. It's kind wow. of fun. Your name goes on the picture, too. So Redbubble. Um, everybody go to Born to Squawk on Instagram and Born to Talk. Um, anywhere. Mm-hmm. I started hashtagging you Born to Talk. So you mm-hmm. can pretty much click on that hashtag and stuff will pop up. And then before we go, um, please, yeah. everybody. Um, I'm going to spell Marsha's name so you have it. It's Marsha, M-A-R-S-H-A, and then Waiteka, W-I-E-T-E-C-H-A. So Y. Correct. And she is at Born to Talk Radio Show dot com. So Born to Talk Radio Show dot com, and um, that should that should give people a pretty good introduction to you on in our community here on the radio right you're right we good you're right and if, <laughs> if you google me gosh elizabeth if you google me you will also see that i have a, a youtube channel when i was in the studio before i became before i started doing blog talk like you i was actually in the la talk live studio and that was an audio and visual show where people came into the studio so you you can find I'm everywhere. All you have to do Good. is spell it right. The I before the E, just like that we used to learn. I before E, except after C. Except after C. Um, <laughs> I got it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. I thank well, you I have, so much for including me. Thank. You. Oh yeah, thank you so much for being here. I've absolutely loved having you here on the Best Ever You Show, and um, th- I just want to thank you again and thank you to everyone who listens to both of our podcasts. Um, Absolutely. In our communities, follows us. We appreciate you so much. I don't know about you, Marsha, but mine is um, our show here at Best Ever You is so grassroots, it's scary. Sometimes I do call myself <laughs> husband funded. <laughs> husband funded and approved at moments. Um, and it's hilarious. And that's one of the things I love about um, this because it's grassroots. And we know that mm-hmm. when we, we pull shows, when we pull guests on to the show here, you embrace them and support them and love them like we do. So I'm grateful for right. you all for listening. Um, Marsha, I hope you have a wonderful day. Hope that camera goes around your neck and out you go if you didn't already. And um, and I, I hope you come back again on the show too. We'll do maybe a little. I would love. Um, yeah. And the invite is the same for you. You're welcome anytime yeah. back as well. Thanks for thanks for this opportunity, Elizabeth. You have a great day in Maine. Thank you, and you too there in California. All right, everybody, thank you for listening so much, and we will be back on Thursday at 1 p.m. Eastern with Robin Rosencrantz and Michael Glover. Uh, they have a new movie out called 36 Husbands. It ought to be really, really interesting. <laughs> um, I'm going to learn as we go on that show. I have not seen it yet. I'm trying to, to see it before we do the show, but I may I may be winging it with them. Anyway, all right, mm-hmm. lots of love, everybody. Take care. Have a great day. Marsha, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, okay, everybody. thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Best Ever You Show. Want more? Visit us at besteveryou.com. Be your best and keep it real. 
confident, successful, caring, and beautiful every day with Best Ever You. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 